morning, everyone. Can't be too safe. Hello. It's me and my homemade mask. Easy to do. Five minutes. Anyway, good morning. Find your seats. <laughs> Happy Palm Sunday to everyone. Here we are still at home. Probably will be for some time trying to make the best of a bad situation. Uh, one of our class members called me this week. Hey, Beverly. <laughs> and, um, Wanted to know, get some input on what the what we were doing to pass the time. And, of course, we're doing our prayer and our Bible study. I'm sure we're all doing that. But he was also mentioning um, things on Netflix that you might want to watch. And he was suggesting Longmire, uh, McLeod's Daughters, uh, on Netflix. That is on Netflix. Now, I've enjoyed Acorn TV, Acorn, I'm sorry, Mississippi, Acorn, Acorn TV. And it is a um, monthly charge for that, but it's, you just go get the app. And Doc Martin is on for like nine seasons and it's wonderful. A Place to Call Home is good. And if you like mysteries, George Gently was good. And I'm sure the rest of you have, uh, my closets have never been so clean. My pantry is clean. My china cabinet has been dusted and the silver polished, what little bit I have. Um, I planted flowers and spent way too much time on Amazon. And I also have a pic jigsaw puzzle app on my iPad. And I find that fun because I only do like 350 pieces and I can do it in a couple of hours. So it's not frustrating. Um, and also, I, I know most of you are probably aware you can do virtual reality through and go to the Smithsonian, the Louvre. Uh, there is a app on, um, you can go to Atlanta museums at home.org and see some of our Atlanta museums here. So that would be a fun thing to do. And uh, I have also been enjoying, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he's the Andrew Ryu, Ryu, He's the guy with the long curly hair that has a, a orchestra and he's very good. Any suggestions you have? I haven't okayed this with Sue, but send a Sue and she can put in her, the Friday newsletter. Uh, there's also a Linton prayer rock around the church campus. Uh, you can download that on our Friday blast. Uh, there's the virtual table talk with Reverend Melissa Mobley on Wednesdays. You can look on the Friday Blast and download that as well. And the church is asking for people to sew face masks. And if you're interested in that, contact um, Reverend Marion Brown. Um, and as you know, are well aware, uh, next week is Easter Sunday. And it's going to be painful not to be in our worship service and watching the children in their beautiful new little Easter clothes and shoes and um, putting the flowers on the cross, hearing our choir sing. It's not going to be, but um, hopefully they'll have a great service online we can watch and they'll have a recording of our um, our choir singing. And if um, you remember, the very first Easter was not in a crowded worship place with singing and praising. The disciples were locked in their house and it was dangerous to come out. And when it was safe, they were able to celebrate and spread the good news. So that's a lot like what we're experiencing right now. Um, prayer requests. Peggy McNay in the loss of her husband, Mike, Mac, I'm sorry. 
Johnny Johnson, John Limke. Uh, where is that? Um, Bob Hamilton, Virginia and Stan Thompson, Thomason, all of our healthcare workers and people who still have to go to their jobs every day. The moms and dads dealing with young children, Betty and Don Gay, Pat and Pat Cooney, and Dick Anthony, Tom, Tom Cantrell, and Tom Erdman as they continue on their recoveries. I am also thankful that none of us, this is a prayer of Thanksgiving, so far as I know, none of the CUC family have contracted this virus so far. So that is, um, that is a prayer of Thanksgiving. Plus a prayer of Thanksgiving for, that we got from Beverly Tatum for Ron Fox, who is now out of rehab and he is at home. He is still weak and needs our prayers. So those are our prayer requests for now. And um, also birthdays. We have Nancy Spence, April 9th, and Jeff Coelho, April the 11th. No anniversaries. So now I will turn it over to Roger. Good morning, Roger. Uh, Roger, uh, would you unmute your mic or I'll, I'll find you if you can't do that. Bear with me. I'm, I'm scrolling down a long list here. Okay, Roger, uh, you're unmuted if you'd like to go ahead and get started with the lesson. Well, I know Gail has to have a word first before we get started. So here she is. Good morning. I just wanted to say I miss all of you. I love you. I hope you're all, we're all trying to stay in touch somehow, some way to, with each other. Um, Sandy had sent out some weeks ago the little prayer about say your about saying your prayers that God and germs are everywhere. So uh, just remember that. And I love you all. And this is a day the Lord has made. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. Here's Roger. Okay. As we uh, participate in this special Zoom meeting that Doug has set up, none of us could have ever uh, predicted the situation we're in. But we'll all think about it. We'll try to work around it. And we'll respond in time. We will all develop stories that we will remember and share when we get together and have one of those, can you top this such, uh, situation? And I'm sure we'll all embellish on them. But so far, we have not lost our sense of humor. The funny emails that have gone around, the text messages, and the other communications that have taken place have really provided some relief from the way we view this situation. The one I like best, and I'm sure you've probably seen it or heard it, is I was told that all I needed to go to the grocery store was a face mask and glove. They lied. Everyone else had on clothes. Now, we all have different perspectives, but recently my grandson Luke, who many of you know, asked me, he said, Papa, have you ever seen a situation like this? And I said, no, <clears throat> we've never experienced anything just like this. But there are other things we have experienced. And I proceeded to name several things. One, I was born during the Depression and heard firsthand stories about the Depression. I distinctly remember World War II, the bombing of Pearl Harbor and VJ Day. I was in the Army during the Korean War, even though I didn't have to go there. I remember the Cuban crisis uh, 
in the 1960s. There was a recession in the early 1980s. Interest rates were 20%. We financed our home here in Atlanta at 20%. Then the recession, uh, the falling of the Twin Towers war, and then the recession of 2000. So that is seven experiences that we have lived through that affected everybody around us. You know, they say that a rubber band, once stretched, never goes back to its original size. We have been stretched, we're being stretched now, and we're shaped by the times that we live in. <clears throat> Tommy Newberg, Newberry, a res resident of Atlanta, wrote a book recently called The 4-8 Principle. It uses Philippians 4-8 as a basis. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, think on these things. Now, Tommy uses a story in the book. His son, who was eight years old at the time, broke his arm. And he was moaning and groaning and talking about all the things he couldn't do with a broken arm. Tommy encouraged him to sit down with paper and pencil and make a list of all the things he could do. Well, he began very slowly, but then he got rolling. And it went, at that point, he had come to 35 things that he enjoyed doing that he could still do with a broken arm. So while we may be complaining about all the things we can't do, we need to be focusing on some of the things we can do. There is a saying that uh, if you feed fear, you starve faith. But if you feed faith, you starve fear. So we can begin to work on some of the things that we can do that will allow us to feed our faith. Make a list of your own of the things you can do. <clears throat> Pick a book of the Bible to study. Philippians is a good one to start with. Develop a habit of having a devotional time each morning. There are a number of them on the internet that are really good. I have two that I get every morning. They're there when I <clears throat> get up and, or have, and I'm having my coffee. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jim Dennison deals with current events, and then I have one from Ron Hutchcraft that deals with spiritual activity. I'm sure other people have some of their own. If you send me the references, I'll put them together and we'll get them out to you. But develop that devotional time each morning. While we, can sh while we are sheltering in place, we can choose to just get through the day or we can make it meaningful. I would suggest we make it meaningful. Now that we have time to do this without many interruptions, it's a good time to develop some good habits. This morning, though, I would like to focus on five things that help us put into perspective what is really important. Now, these come from a book that uh, John Anders wrote, <clears throat> and I have used this before in a devotional. There are five things that are important. Number one, love God. In Matthew 22, 36 through 38, we find these words. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. 
this is the first and greatest commandment. Now, living out this commandment takes on many facets for us, and we can consciously think about and show how we love God. Since he doesn't need anything, what are we to do? During this time of isolation, there are several things we can do. It's a great time to develop a personal, individual Bible study. There are abundance of them on the internet, but if we don't have a dedicated, determined way of doing that, we will just let the time go by. We have a month. So at the end of the month, we can have grown spiritually or we have just gotten through the month. It is a great time to develop a uh, time of meaningful prayer. We can dedicate a place in our home. We can go there each day and we can spend dedicated time in prayer with God. We don't have to make an appointment. <clears throat> he is not too busy to hear us any time of the day. So that when this time is over, we have, de we have de developed a specific time of prayer and a way to communicate with God. I would also recommend during this time that we take time and just read all four gospel accounts of the Easter story. If you have a chronological Bible, that is a great way to do this. So we can read our Bibles and do our prayer time, and we can develop this great relationship with God. Now, the second thing God wants from us is for us to love our neighbor. And the same, right after Jesus answered, saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. He added the second man commandment is equally as important. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. At another time, somebody asked him, who is my neighbor? And he told the, good, the parable of a good Samaritan. This can be interpreted as a neighbor is anyone who we know who has a need that we can meet. If you're going out to the grocery shop, going out grocery shopping. See if you can shop for someone else. Call some of the CUC folks you haven't seen or talked to in a while and just have a good conversation. Order food from a takeout restaurant and tip generously. Send greeting cards to folks who can't get out. There's no one that doesn't like to get mail in the mailbox. We are of that generation. And there are some ministries that are still taking place around the church and need volunteer. Check the website. Write an encouraging note to our pastors and to the church staff, thanking them, and particularly the church staff that helps us do the live streaming of the worship. They would love to hear from you and the, hear your appreciation for what they're doing. Now, when we love our neighbor, God gives us a rewarding relationship with others. Love has an impact. The third thing that God wants to hear from us is to love and esteem ourselves. Some people get so caught up with loving ourselves that we've, we're considered snobby. But in the same verse that God said, love your neighbor, he added, love yourself. We have an in, a inherent and infinite, infinite worth in the love of God. So much so that he sent his son to die for us so that we could live with him forever. So he values us. 
our worth does not lie in the value that we give ourselves, but it lives in the value of who God is. Our value comes from God. Psalms 8 says, who are we that you have esteemed us? But you have made us just a little lower than the angel and bestowed specific value on us. So for this 30-day period, we have to better understand our worth in God's and try to reach the potential that God has planned for us. Remember, Satan's strategy is to convince us that our worth is based on what we accomplish, and that is confirmed by what others think. But our, our prayer should be, Lord, I just want to be the best person you created me to be. When we see ourselves as God sees us, he gives us a satisfying relationship with ourselves. We become happy with who we are. The fourth thing God wants for us is to be a servant. Four places in Paul's letter, he talks about the servant gifts that the Holy Spirit gives each of us. And these are given to build up the church. In Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, Paul mentions these gifts and talks about how we use them to build up the church. <clears throat> In the fourth chapter of Peter, he mentions the gifts. And he says it in this way, God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well so that God's generation, generosity can flow through you. There are relatively few volunteer opportunities we can do during this quarantine period. However, we can begin preparing for when this period is over by thinking about what we could most effectively do to serve and to be ready. Marianne Brown is our contact for volunteer. There are a lot of opportunities. So let's be ready when this quarantine is over. In return for being a good servant, God gives us a satisfying purpose in life. So develop those opportunities and be ready when the quarantine is over. The fifth thing God wants for us is to be a good steward. There are over 2,300 verses in the Bible that deal with stewardship. These verses cover every aspect of stewardship. To give us a perspective, I've selected a couple I'd like to read for you. <clears throat> the overall perspective comes from 1 Chronicles 29, 11, and 12. Everything in the heavens and earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you for being control of everything. Riches and honor come from you alone, and you are the ruler of all mankind. Your hand controls power and might, and it is at your discretion that are me that are that men are made great and given strength. And then in Philippians 4, 11, 13, Paul says, I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then Paul in Acts 20, 35 says, remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. The 2,300 verses in the Bible that deal with stewardship cover every aspect of stewardship. They cover earning, saving, spending, handling of debt, investing, and giving. Right now, the most important part is going to be giving. God has blessed us with abundant resources. We can be creative in how we develop a giving plan to support His work. So during this unusual time, we're already seeing that giving is down at Ariums and at a number of other ministries that we're involved in. This is a time to consider what God is calling each of us to do with what he has entrusted us. Remember, it doesn't belong to us. It's just entrusted to us for this period of time. As we remember, no one has ever seen a hearst with a U-Haul trailer behind it. So decide now how you'll use the resources you have to, to provide a way to meet the needs that God will, will be identifying. Nate Elliott, the missionary to the Aka Indians who was martyred by them, said, he is no fool who gives what he cannot to gain what he cannot lose. So in return for being a good steward, God frees us from the tyranny of pursuing things in hope that they will bring lasting satisfaction. So to sum up now, let's just recap. By loving God, we develop a satisfying relationship with him. By loving our neighbor, we have a rewarding relationship with them. By loving ourselves, we are happy with who we are. By being a faithful servant, God gives satisfying things to do. By being a good steward, God frees us from the tyranny of things that control our thought. I hope you'll think on these things. I hope you'll be practicing the things that bring you closer to God. And I hope that you will stay tuned or go to the website so that we can all worship together in the sanctuary. So let's get ready for church. And Doug, I'll turn this back over to you. Well, thank, thank you, Roger. Um, I'm going to, let's see, uh, Sandy, can you unmute your mic? And uh, I'd like you to close if we could. If you don't, if you don't know how to do that, I'll unmute you. I got, I got it. Can you hear me? Yes. Very good. Okay, good. Uh, thank you, Roger, so much for that wonderful um, message this morning. We needed it desperately, um, and hopefully we will all heed that. I do have a, um, what did he call it, that Bible? Um, what is that Bible? Anyway. Chronological Bible. Chronological, and I will be reading my Easter story. Thank you very much. Our Bible verse for today, which I forgot, and I apologize because it's very important, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And that is 1 Peter 5, 7. And um, I also forgot a prayer request for John Lemke. He's having some difficulty with his foot surgery. So keep him in your prayers as well. 
And uh, my uh, work, and Roger also mentioned Dr. Jim Dennison. I get his email every day, and it is a, it's, I love hearing from him every day. And I get most of my info from him. And words of wisdom today to the world, you may be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. And that came from our beloved Dr. Seuss. And <laughs> I do love you guys and miss you and be safe out there. And hopefully I won't have any prayer requests for any of us having this coronavirus. Love you. Over and out. <laughs>